What is up, for realers? Coming to you from sunny Los Angeles, California. This is For Real. Guys, we have an early week this week. This is going to be a little bit of a shorter episode than what we're used to. But we still want to come to you no matter what. We missed out on two weeks so far, and we, we don't want to miss ever again. Stop for taking vacations. Gonna going to not stop taking vacations. <laughs> I don't know about all that. Or, or take, take me with you. Probably. That would be a good idea. That's I might the, just pop out of your suitcase. That's for the next one. I, right, I, cool. I can't wait. So, guys, we're going to run right into it. Um, me and Tyler, we have an exciting show here for you. It's going to be a lot of urgency. Like, we just saw Joker, what, 5, 10, 20 minutes ago? I'd go with 20. Let's go with 20. Yeah. It took us a while to get over here. Um, <laughs> as you guys could see those on Instagram, we're in a new location, which is kind of exciting. You know what I'm saying? A little, be- a little different backdrop. Um, we're going to jump right into our Hits and Whiffs segment. Hits and whiffs. Speaking of Joker. Speaking of the Joker. Jo- uh, we're going with Joker. <laughs> <laughs> so, Pro Box Office had it uh, with a range between 85 to 105. Um, Tyler, what do you have it at? I had it at 90. Oof. Tyler had it at 90. Greg had it at 105. A little ambitious. It was ambitious. I, I kind of thought that the, that the movie would... Would get to that range, Tyler. Where do you think it landed? I, w- I, w- I would say it landed in the nineties. Uh, oh, and you would be correct. Joker yes. over this weekend landed at ninety three point five million. That's ninety three and a half. So for this hits and whiffs segment, Tyler takes it again. I like the word again. Yeah, longest streak happening, guys. I'm not gonna let this happen anymore. I'm going to be serious about my hits and whiffs segment, but just not this week because I ain't got no data. You know what I'm saying? I'm, <laughs> <laughs> I'm rolling off of this right now. <laughs> That's where my notes are at. So um, so Tyler and I, like we said in the last episode, we were going to go and watch Joker and give you guys a bit of a review or recap of what we thought, yeah. right? Um, Tyler had seen it. I'd seen it. <sighs> Tyler, what's your thoughts? I have lots of thoughts about this movie. Oh, boy. Uh, oh, boy. Might be a longer episode than I thought, guys. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I think this was a very confused movie. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I felt that it had something... That it felt that it had something important to say, but it it really didn't due to it being confused about its own intentions. Right. I, I think it kind of stumbled and was its own worst enemy, speaking of a movie about a... Rise yeah. of, a, of a villain. It's its own worst enemy in right. that in that case. Uh, and I last week we touched on it before. Kind of Todd Phillips' comments about state of comedy and mm-hmm. how he felt about uh, how that that basically made him want to stop doing comedy because of woke culture and mm-hmm. the 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 culture of now. Mm-hmm. I, I felt that that was very alive and present, and because of that being so layered into the the movie itself uh kind of helped him side with like it seemed like he was almost siding with the joker instead of saying objective and like kind of letting the audience decide it was like well this is how i feel i you know i'm i'm not gonna hide it right which he did uh if you haven't seen the movie as yet spoiler alert um we're gonna talk we're gonna talk a lot about this so Unfortunately, I don't want to tell you to leave, but now is the time to go. 
now is the time to go, guys. Or go. if you just don't care. Or if you don't care, you know, you stick around. But, you know, if, if, you, if you're one of those spoiler guys, you know, spoilers <laughs> are, you know, destroy your whole movie-going experience, now, now is the time to, to just step away, you know, from this episode and then go watch the movie, come back and let us know what you thought. Um, for me, actually, I got a question for you. <laughs> if we didn't read that variety piece, do you think that your thoughts would have been different on the film or no? I think I mean I I'd interpreted it one way and the uh, about a month ago I was able to read the script and I kind of knew where this movie was going. That's uh, kind of what's been driving my thoughts the the past couple episodes. Right. And that stuff was always in the script, but I never really had thought about it or looked at it uh, in the way until his comments came out and I saw the movie and I was like, oh the there it is like yeah. it, it was always there the the frustration mm-hmm. the, the anger uh it, it yeah it was it's been there the whole time so it gave me a different read on the movie mm-hmm. but it didn't change my overall feelings on the movie got it yeah i think for me as well you know just i'm i'm gonna I'm not i'm not gonna really recap on on the film too much but objectively looking at it it's a beautiful film um it was well shot well put together. Uh, Joaquin Phoenix's performance was well done. Uh, a lot of wells am- in there. It was amazing. Yeah, it was. It was he he is fantastic in the movie. Mm-hmm. I will give the movie that credit, and it is very very well shot. Mm-hmm. Well shot, edited well. Like the there's there's not much to criticize on the technical piece. Well, the the editing we we can get into. I I have some thoughts on that of why it's poorly edited. Oh wow. So you're on the opposite end. Of this yeah, I'm, I'm on the opposite end Ooh, for the editing. We gonna have a conversation. And that 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 goes into the the confusion because there there are several ways to read the ending. Right. For me, mm-hmm. it's this is just the later Joker recounting what happened to lead up to this point when he got to Arkham. Right. And then there's also the none of this actually ever happened, and that's the the joke. Ooh, I like that. But there, there's nothing outs. To me, that that's still a very empty ending because there's nothing in the the movie doesn't commit to to anything. And I guess you know you could chalk that up and say, well, that's part of the ambiguity. That's part of the, you know, what what he was going for. And sure, fine. Or, or probably, probably the film in itself was, you know, like Todd Phillips putting the the finger to to the crowd and saying, well, you know, this was more about me and less about Joker. Um, because there, there are a lot of things that I would love to imagine and interpret from the film in terms of, like, this Joker not being the actual Joker that faces Batman. like That he inspired another Joker correct. who becomes... The, yeah, the, he, the iconic Joker that we know. Well, yeah, I mean, that... I, I was kind of thinking about this uh, earlier... I think that this movie would have been more successful for me personally mm. if it wasn't called Joker and kind of took what M. Night Shyamalan did with Split where you don't realize it was a prequel until mm. the very end. Right. And that's when you realize like, oh, oh shoot, it's connected to, to Batman. Like this was this was Joker's or- origin story. Mm. He He's already 
named a different name than what the Joker was, mm-hmm. and they they, they already kind of had that built in there. Yeah. Uh, so I think that if it had taken that approach, I might have liked it a little bit more. Right. Where it's not named Joker. Joker is you find out at the end. Yeah. That that would have been cool. That would have been cool. I I I think that for me, I didn't I. My issue with the film is is more of my issue with the studio. So last week we were talking about, or at some point I was talking about, you know, Disney's ability to plan well into the future for all of their films, right? The ability to to get from Iron Man, which wasn't even their property in the beginning, to phase four of the Marvel Cinematic Universe, you know? This seems like, especially that they they added. Uh, I was gonna call him Twilight. <laughs> oh gosh! But since since they since they have reinvented the the Batman uh, with the casting and they're they're reinventing the what the, their whole process again, it would have been cool to see some sort of connection to that versus. You know this standalone film that, like you said, potentially standalone. They've discussed sequels. They they have discussed sequels, but I I mean, if you're not again discussing a sequel, means that you didn't have a plan before you went into this film, mm-hmm. right? And even if you even if you plan from now till whenever, the fact of the matter is is that you know they're going into they're going into this this series if they do extend it. They're going into this with no plan. It's 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 gonna be the same as as Justice League because they came in with with this kind of uh, buoyant, funny, trying to mimic uh, the the Marvel universe in, in terms of having the action funny kind of feel to it, and and it flopped hard. Yeah. The, all the actors are split. I don't even know if Flash is coming out. Uh, they can't pick a director. Yeah. <laughs> They can't pick anything. (laughs) So I think that that was more of my issue with the film than anything else. And then, you know, just to hop into the movie-going experience. So Tyler and I went to the theater. And while we were there, due to the the tension, like I've I've been discussing this with you guys for a minute. This movie makes me nervous. This movie makes me very nervous. Um, So we we sat at the top. It was was a packed-out theater. Um, Beautiful theater. Beautiful theater. Had, had had my popcorn, had a little bit of nachos. A little bit? Yeah, it's a little bit of nachos. I'm a big guy. A <laughs> little bit, a little bit, and a little bit. You know what I'm saying? So, had a little bit of nachos, had a hot dog, and soda. We sat down and watched this movie. And throughout the movie, consistently, there there were these kids running back and forth behind us. Well, they they were split up. They due to I'm guessing the full nature or due to the fact that they weren't even that they snuck in. Mm-hmm. They were they were not seated together. There there was a group to our right. There was a group a couple rows in front of us to our left. And I think there were even a couple down in the very front that ran down once the movie had started. Yeah. And throughout the movie, they would get up to talk to each other mm-hmm. and and go over on their phones and whatnot uh so but the the one moment was there was a very tense moment in the movie um and uh, joker was about to do some joker things in, in his in his psychotic rage 
And there was this kid who was sitting on the floor behind me. I was I, I was on edge. I was ready to act. I, it, it freaked me out. And uh, uh, one of the guests that was next to us said something to that kid. And I was happy for it. Because everyone in that back row was a little bit on high alert. High alert and very peeved. Very, very upset. So <clears throat> this movie, still, like, I enjoyed the technical side of it. I enjoyed the story. I enjoyed the performance more than anything else. I think that for a lot of people have been trying to sway me on this on this Oscar buzz for Joaquin. I'm with you guys now. I could see... I could see him getting nominated for it. This mm-hmm. this was this was a phenomenal performance, um, but movie still creeps me out. It creeps me out. I think it's more more of because of the of what's been happening recently um, in in the country for for the past couple of years, and this movie just it 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 pokes at it pokes the bear almost. Yeah. You know, well it's it goes back to his frustration to everything, and I. I, I think that there is his opinions on comedy aside. I think that you know that there were some potentially interesting talking points about mental illness, which mm. the movie never commits on. True. On gun violence that the movie never commits to. Mm-hmm. On um, just basically how society treats the the different classes. Mm-hmm. There's I feel like that there was so much that he was frustrated with mm-hmm. that he didn't commit to anything and just threw everything into one character. I mean, granted, the the movie is presented through an unreliable narrator lens. True. But there, some of his frustrations kind of seemed unfounded because mm. there were times where he would accuse psychiatrists of not having it paying attention to him or having his interests mm-hmm. and in in focus and that was false mm-hmm. and so a lot of this stuff was just like it did it, 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 it didn't feel backed up yeah by or didn't realistically lead to the actions that concluded the movie mm-hmm. well i mean like i i I disagree a little bit based on the fact that you're right. We don't we don't even know if this is like this could be through the mind of of a regular guy, not even Joker. Could be through the eyes of a regular guy who's having, you know, psychological problems and has painted the story for himself of himself doing these things. Um, Which he did very regularly in the yeah, movie. Exactly. All the the relationships that he built with people that didn't even exist in his life, like there was a lot of misconception and misleading parts of the movie that you get caught up in the story enough, you miss that point. You miss that miss that wholesale. But all in all, we had a great time. Um, when the when the credit screen came up. We were like, it's time to go. <laughs> it's late. Got to get to you guys to do this episode. So, Tyler, where do we go from here when it comes to movie making and, and where the where this part of the movie industry is? 
I, I definitely think that there's going to be a, a response. Mm-hmm. Um, I think that there's going to be s- some filmmakers who, who are in the camp of the world doesn't need this kind of now and let's make some maybe not happier things but maybe slightly more uplifting thing like because this movie's a downer oh it is this, heavy. this movie is a it is bummer of a movie i you you'll see the you'll see the videos on instagram guys this movie was heavy like i came out so i worked all day worked all day I was, I was at work all day i worked long long last night i worked all day today and to come out and watch a movie like that it was it was the heaviest thing i felt like i packed on 30 more pounds on the load that I was carrying already, and I'm exhausted. I'm exhausted. That movie was exhausting to digest. It was exhausting, it, entertaining, but it was exhausting. So I I think that there's gonna be the the anti Joker response, mm-hmm. and then I think that there's gonna be the response to all oh, we need to make more hard R. Uh, mirror to society movies Mm -hmm. that are just bummers yeah and you know i I could kind of see that happening i could kind of see and i'll say it in this way the only thing that's going to drive more of this would have been if this crushed over a a buck like if it did a buck five a buck ten like i could see i could see the 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 industries being like oh this is making money, especially if the margin is high off of the budget that they put out for it. Do you have the budget number? Um, we'll, we'll get to that. Yeah, I'm, I'm getting. We'll get. We'll get there. But that, I, I think that a lot of the times we think we think about the movie industry and we think about the art as two separate things. They're the same thing. It's being driven by business people. If they see the money rolling in, that's what they're that's what they're gonna push for. They saw they saw the returns on. Spider-Man and Iron Man, and that's how we had a flood full of superhero movies. Um, so this this movie where where it falls into the superhero category, but it's not quite there. Like you could you could argue that it's if you were to look at let's look at three different movies, right? You have your your Iron Man, which is your PG thirteen to PG range classic superhero action film lots of action lots of comedy witty humor that sort of stuff then you have all the way left field you have movies like this and watchmen that are hard r turn the mirror to society use your brain on a different level to digest this information and then right smack dab in the middle of that you have something like deadpool yeah. Which is still a hard R, but you know it's a much lighter, more enjoyable film, if you're looking to to just enjoy your afternoon. So, in the basis of that, the dollar signs is going to drive the the potential for for more films like this. I'd even in that Deadpool category, I'd put a movie like Logan as right. well. It's not the same kind of R-rated Marvel movie, but it's still. That one's, I mean, I I think is also a pretty good mirror to society. Um, I mean, yeah, it kind of ends on a sad note, but it's not the bummer Mm-mm. like this is. Oh my gosh, 
and I, I keep using the word bummer. I apologize. That's that's the only word that kind of come bummer downer like it's that's how it feels yeah that's how it feels and i mean you know kudos for them for i'm sure that that's where they wanted the i'm sure that's where todd wanted the audience to feel it and he executed a plus on that i got that budget for you hit me with the budget 55 so 55 they they do 90 93 and a half on the opening weekend we'll see what it does next week based on those numbers and then do we have an international number do we have a worldwide uh yeah i can get that for you all right so with the with that that i could almost tell you that's gonna drive the industry that's that's how we had so many of these low budget horror films it drives the industry you make money off of it it's gonna drive the industry all in 234 million 234 off of you said 45 55 55 million so we're gonna see a lot more of these guys <laughs> this is gonna be some this is gonna be a regular part of the of of our regular scheduled program and uh am i excited for it not really not really i like to come out of the movie theater feeling a certain type of way i i don't, I don't like to feel bummed out but taste is taste and people will go watch what they want, not me. That, 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 that's the thing. I think we said it last week on the episode. If, if it bothers you, don't watch it. Correct. Like it, you, you have that choice. Mm-hmm. So I'm going to throw this to you real quick, Ty. So a couple episodes ago, we had our list of, from top to bottom, Spider-Man. We have a few Jokers that have been created now. Oh, Tyler, hit me with your Joker list. My Joker list. Joker list. For real Joker list, guys. From every Joker that was created from Jack Nicholson to... Uh, do you want to throw in Mark Hamill? Of course we're going to throw, throw in Mark, Mark Hamill. Hamill in there. Tyler, give me your Joker list. That's I think it's about five or six Jokers. Oh, there's a good bit. And Jared Leto is going to be on the very bottom of that list. I'll mm-hmm. go ahead and say that right now. Thank you. I agree with that. Um, so Tyler's Joker list for real now. <laughs> Let's go. Oh, man. Uh, it's a toughie. I threw him on the spot, guys. We weren't ready for that one. We weren't ready for that so one. So I'd, I'd put Leto on the bottom. Leto's down below. I agree. Man, this is a, this is a tough one because it, it's a notoriously hard role that is probably pretty sought after, even though a lot of the actors who do tackle the role tell the other ones, don't, don't do, do this. <laughs> yeah, don't don't do this. You'll go some places. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, Leto on the bottom. Mm-hmm. Oh, this is gonna be controversial. Do it. I'd probably put Nicholson next. Ooh, Uncle Nick. Second to last, bro. But you're a good Joker, though. I, but that that's the thing. Like he's still that that is the Joker Joker that I grew up with, the Tim Burton Joker. Correct. Um. So you got Suicide Squad at the bottom. Tim Burton's Batman. Mm-hmm. I'd probably put Mark Hamill next. Right. And I'd probably do Joaquin then Heath. I think that we're aligned. I, I have no change to that to that list at all. <laughs> I think I think Leto was is like if if you were to put distance between them, he's way down at the bottom and everybody else is kind of Yeah, I was to gonna top. say so Nicholson is is fourth but it's like a close a, it's it's a big distance between him and leto <laughs> it's it's not even funny no I, I i agree with that wholeheartedly and and 
it's it's kind of like i'll throw joaquin i will actually the only change i'll make to that list is that i will put uh i'll put mark hamill second so i have heath mark joaquin uncle nick way down in the back we have leto probably i mean that that i feel like that movie was kind of troubled to begin with but yeah probably not the best well they were probably excited by the uh, the prospect of having a recent oscar winner take on a superhero role and about halfway through filming they were like we made a huge mistake and then it was too late yeah and there was there's nothing that you and can then do they, after you commit on that. And, was, and then they heavily cut him out of the film <laughs> and made do. Mm-hmm. Which Suicide Squad was not the best, and you could see why. Again, no plan. So we, we, we brought up the with with Marvel and the first Iron Man not even being with Disney. Mm-hmm. Uh, this just kind of popped into my head and kind of leads us into our, our last segment. Uh, so Paramount had Iron Man. They did. Paramount had Iron Man. Mm-hmm. We've, we've been singing the Paramount woes about how they're <laughs> probably the next big studio to kind of fall off. And, and get bought out. And uh, man, could you imagine? I could. I could. I could. I, I think that the only reason why they won't get bought, they'll go, they'll faster go into bankruptcy because there's a lot of pride there. There's a lot of history in Paramount. Uh, uh, a lot of history in Paramount. So, whereas Fox has other focuses, like they have, they have their sports, they have their news, and that's like their main for. They want to focus on that. The filmmaking thing, that was just a, that was a cash grab that they couldn't control. They had no control over it. Disney came for them hard because they had good product. Again, had good product. Couldn't do anything with it, right? Paramount, again, has... Let's, let's, talk, about, let's talk about properties. You have your Transformers property, which went south quick. That could have, that could have been a, 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 a ton of money, yeah. right? You have the Terminator series. Ton of money, right? But with the... I would say if Dark Fate bombs, we won't see a Terminator movie for a long time. I know. I hope they, it does they, well. They, they have a lot riding on that movie. Uh, I mean, when you pull in, I think it was $58 million in opening grosses for the summer. That's not a good sign. No. Right? Uh, one Marvel film did more than $58 million you, on its opening weekend. You did 58 with yeah. all three of your titles. That's, that's <laughs> ridiculous, right? That's that's accumulative, guys. That's all. That's that's all the movies that they had for the summer. Did fifty eight million. I'm paraphrasing because I don't have the actual numbers in front of me. But fifty eight, somewhere in the fifties, million opening box office total, total for Paramount this summer. That's atrocious. You 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 can't you can't even you can't buy a burger with that. That's that's no money. That's no money. What are you doing? What kind of burgers are you buying? Oh, the the corporate burger. <laughs> <laughs> what I'm saying is that like they have Ninja Turtles, they have uh, Transformers, they have uh, they have a ton of properties that they that they have that they're not doing anything with. But I believe in you, Paramount. Y'all just got a new marketing director. We're gonna see what happens. We're gonna see what happens, Tyler. Which 
I brought up Paramount because we've we've already talked about Terminator. Mm-hmm. They have a movie coming out that's been long time in development, uh, Gemini Man, Oof. starring Will Smith. I think it's been in uh, what they call development hell for about 19 years. Oh, wow. I had no idea. The, the script's been around for a long time, mm. and they have had a lot of trouble getting it made. Oh, wait. No, I did I did remember that because there was a conversation that, that he had um, on Instagram where he was talking about uh, the the filmmaker was talking about how you know they they wanted Will to do this movie but he wasn't experienced enough then they didn't have the technology to do what they wanted to do now so now it's kind of it's kind of gotten made so i hope that it's more avatar and less airbender which looking at the reviews looking like the latter Ugh. But you said it was up to 46, right? Yeah, 46 or 48. 46, that's not bad. It started off at a, at the, in the low 20s with the first group of reviews. But it's, it's, it's on the rise, so we're, we're making things happen. We got, we got a little guest here in the, in the recording space. Say hi to Watson, guys. <laughs> uh, he's, he's, uh, he's missing his dad, so we just brought him, brought him in for a little live, <laughs> right? Um, and there he goes. So... We have our future real segment, and this week, upcoming, we have three potential hits for Tyler. Let's let's start with Gemini Man. Let's start with Gemini since, Man since we were just talking about it. I'm super excited for this movie. Um, Will Smith is is one of my favorite actors. I'll be super subjective about this. I think he's a an all star superstar movie star. If you want to go back to to that episode where we said the movie star is dead. He's a he's a uh, a modern movie star, in my eyes. Pro box office has this movie at between twenty six to thirty one million. Your favorite arrange. I know. Pro box office, you gotta start listening to me and pick a number. <laughs> Tyler, where you got it at? I got it at eighteen million. Oh god, that's the number I had in my head. <laughs> <laughs> This time I stole it from you. you. Did. Are you, are you going to prices right me and go under? Or are you going to go a dollar over? I'm, I'm Do- dollar over, dollar under. You, you said eighteen more, eighteen yeah. and a half. 18, I just said eighteen. Eighteen, eighteen flat on the mill. I think I think Greg is going to believe in my boy a little bit and do twenty million on this movie, because that's going to be a stupid choice for next week. You guys will razz me on that, but that's okay. Because I believe. The, and it, it's a shame the movie does have this uh, technology to go with it. The high frame rate. Mm-hmm. I think it's... Uh, how many frames? Is it 60 frames per second? I think it, I think it is. Um, and uh, it's going to be in 3D. And uh, the director, Ang Lee, had previously tried this on Billy Lynn's Long Halftime Walk. Mm-hmm. That movie flopped. Hard. But the it really acquits itself nicely for action scenes. Mm-hmm. So I think that that might get some people excited if it's marketed correctly. Correct. Um, otherwise, I the the trailers have not been great for this movie no. to to generate enough interest. I just think not on the top scale, not even at the bottom scale for pro box office. I think twenty six is ambitious. I think twenty six is very ambitious for this movie. I would have gone lower if it wasn't Will Smith. Yeah, I think Will Smith is actually going to make this movie about six million more than it should mm. i think this i think that will smith's gonna make it 10 million more than it should um 
that's kind of where I was leaning at it as well. I think that Will Smith's hot right now. I think that a lot of people probably are not in Los Angeles, but everywhere else is going to go watch it. Um, I'm excited to go see it. This movie is not going to be buzzkill for me. I'm going to walk out feeling all excited and rejuvenated. So that's how I feel about this film. Subjectively, this movie should be making $100 million for my boy Will. Theoretically. You know, Prince Will should be making $100 million on this film. That's what I'm thinking. But it's not. Back in the day. Back. (laughs) Uh, Next up, we have The Addams Family. Ooh, getting ready for Halloween. Nice little animated take on it with mm-hmm. a uh, a really good uh, voice cast. All right. What's the cast on it? Uh, Oscar Isaac is voicing Gomez. Ooh. I believe Charlie Theron is uh, voicing uh, Morticia. Uh, Chloe Grace Moretz. Uh, yeah, it's a, it's a pretty solid voice cast. Mm-hmm. The, the first trailer at least elicited a chuckle from me at a couple points. Oh, yeah? Where do they have it? So Pro Box Office has this at a range, again, from $23 to $28 million on Adam's Family. Tyler, where do you have it? I'm, I'm hesitant about this because I, I wish I could kind of see where the reviews were putting it first. Mm-hmm. Uh, animated movies have a really good tendency to overperform than mm-hmm. where people think that they're going to. And sure. this one has crazy name recognition. Uh, I'm going to put it at 35. Oh, wow. Wow. Tyler's going high on this film. Jeez. Um, I don't know if I feel that strongly about it. I think that I'm going to go 10 under Tyler at 25 million. I think that that's a, that's a good place for it to be. Again, uh, something that we've been discussing, I don't think anybody's really asking for this film. I think it's a, it's a couple weeks out from, from Halloween, which traditionally, guys, no one puts a film out that close to Halloween because why? Everyone's out trick or treating or partying. Closer, the closer to Halloween you get, that's the that's the more people stay away from the theater. Uh, so it's a smart choice in terms of adding it this far ahead. However, I I don't see the ask for it. I don't see anybody really wanting this film. So I'm gonna throw it at 25 because the kids gotta go watch something. The kids got Abominable the, yeah, is still... Yeah, they didn't in, go see Abominable. Right? They, Abominable is, is is trucking along, trying to figure itself out. Um, the kids got to go see something. And the, the parents got to take their kids there. They, they got to entertain the kids. You got to entertain the kids. And this is one of those movies that you're not going to go watch Joker with the kids. You're going to definitely go watch a little Adam's Family. And I, I think that there will be some of those jokes for adults in this one of the jokes i laugh at is the red balloon joke usually there's a murderous clown attached to one of these right i'm, I'm hoping that they do lace in a lot more of the adult humor that kids won't get i, I think hopefully that, kid little kids should not be watching it so no. they should not get that joke but i think i think that this is a movie i think i'm gonna go watch this one i'm oh, gonna yeah. watch this one i think that i haven't seen an animated movie in a while at least in theaters i'll go watch this what was the last one I saw? I haven't even seen Toy Story 4. Oof. I haven't seen Toy Story 4 either. Oh. 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 We'll probably have a little... Uh, yeah, we should do a little something. Yeah. We should do a little something. All right, cool. And the last... You, you guys couldn't see it. We had a moment there. We, we did. We did. It was a <laughs> twinkle in the eye. Y'all, y'all didn't see it? No. Instagram. Get ready for that. Um, lastly, on our list, we have... And correct me if I'm saying this wrong. Jexy? Jexy. I don't know this film at all. <laughs> Tyler threw it out to me before we started recording. 
Tyler, what is Jexy about? Uh, so it stars Adam Devine. Mm-hmm. He works at a BuzzFeed-esque company, and he ends up getting this phone with a program called Jexy, which is, um, I'm guessing, what their version of Siri. And it turns obsessive and murderous and kind of doesn't let him have his own life. And it, it's like if the movie Her with uh, Scarlett Johansson's, they, if that had just gone started, completely yeah, wrong. If, if that had turned sour. <laughs> Super sour. I, I, as soon as you started explaining that, I was like, isn't that Her? Uh, but uh, do you know do you know the the screen count on this one? Because uh, Pro Box Office has it at five to ten million. That's really low. I, at first, I think I thought, it's like two thousand. That's 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 really wide to only make five million dollars on your opening. Like if if it really does five million dollars, like it looks like twenty three actually twenty three hundred twenty three hundred screens. Who's the studio? Uh, Lionsgate. I know that you guys you can't you can't see it, but I'm in pain. Greg's struggling. I am struggling with this one. Tyler, where do you have this one at? Three million. Whew. That's a little low ball for that one. Did we, did we say what Pro had? Yeah, we said oh. five to ten. Okay. Um, and I, I'm gonna have it at five. I'm gonna be at the bottom of Pro with this one. I just cannot believe that it would do less than five million dollars at twenty five. Hundred screens that just doesn't make sense. The math does not connect. That 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 means a whole lot of daytime show programming that's not gonna be, not gonna be viewed. It concerns me. Hmm. That's it's, concerning. It's a uh, not very interesting looking trailer with a lot of really bad jokes, and uh, yeah, I just I, I don't see any. I don't see anybody caring. Oh. Uh, guys, this has been a long day for I think the both of us. Yeah, I could speak. I could speak for Tyler in this regard. But thank you again for tuning in and consistently listening to the program. We love to come out here and have. We love to have some more of your opinions, guys. Especially uh, on Joker. Especially on Joker. We know that this one is gonna be, uh, is gonna be a big one. I, I discussed with Tyler earlier that we will probably do some live videos in the future. Uh, just so that we could get the feedback, uh, we want to hear. We want to hear what you guys have to say. Want to hear what you guys have to say. But thanks for tuning in, guys. That was another super exciting episode twelve of For Real. For Real.